1: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
0: I'm Tyrese Maxey, and you're listening to the 76ers Insiders Podcast.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the 76ers Insiders Podcast. I'm Lauren Rosen here with Matt Murphy with a very special guest on today's edition of our one-on-one interviews ahead of the playoffs. He's He might be your favorite. He's many people's favorites, many listeners' favorites. Mr. Tyrese Maxey was in the hot seat with us ahead of the playoffs, and we got to know him better, which was the goal, Matt.
2: At this point, people, a lot of people will have seen the teaser trailer with the starting lineup introduction. And Maxie did a great job of doing the echo for his own last name.
1: He's extremely animated, which we know on the court, but it's been such a treat to see him get into his element, his many elements sort of uh, off the court. And he's told us that he wants to hopefully one day be an announcer or, or do something in the sort of coverage world and, and he's certainly well on his way so he's on his way
2: he's a podcaster now he's and a
1: podcaster
2: you had the chance to do this interview with him and you tried to ask him questions that he has yet to be asked in his young MBA career I think you came close to succeeding on that front
1: I challenged him I said and I said this with all the guys that came on to this edition of our of our podcast series um, and I said hey if you've answered any of these questions before please say next question Tyrese didn't next question me a single time, but then after the interview, he did say that he had been asked some before. So now that I've discredited the interview itself, I really hope you guys enjoy it. Here's Tyrese Maxey.
0: Guard out of Garland, Texas, from the University of Kentucky, standing 6-3, number zero, Tyrese Maxey, 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 Maxey.
1: Tyrese Maxey, welcome back. Let's start here. When you retire from the NBA, what do you hope that people say about what you were like as a player?
0: Uh, when I retire, I would hope people would say that Tyrese was somebody who outworked a lot of people, who um, you know, earned everything that he got, all the accolades that he got in the league. There was nothing given to him. And that he somehow got 1% better literally every single day and found ways to you know, reach the, the maximum level of his potential.
1: I think players today, probably because of social media, are very aware of what their public personas are. What is something that the public gets right about Tyrese? And what is something that the public gets wrong about Tyrese?
0: I think something that, that everybody gets right is that I really enjoy playing basketball. Like, this is like something that I don't, I can't fake it. Like, I'm always smiling. I'm always having the best time of my life when I'm out there. Um, I think the only thing that, that – that they don't know is probably that I'm a human being, so everybody struggles. Everybody, you know, goes through their moments, uh, whether it's behind closed doors, whether it's on the court, whether it's, you know, when they're just talking to their parents and whatnot. But for the most part, you know, I'm this is who I am. Like, I, I don't smile because it's fake. I smile because I really enjoy being out there. I really enjoy competing. I really enjoy playing at the highest level. So that's that's fun to me.
1: What have you learned this year about your ability to push through struggle or to overcome struggle?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm actually really proud of myself, and I'm proud of, you know, my parents for what they've kind of installed in me since day one, because um, if it wasn't for without them, I don't know how I would be able to push through certain things, like getting hurt, um, you know, coming off the bench, starting, you know, whatever the situation is, uh, I feel like I've been able to kind of persevere and kind of help this team win games.
1: Reflecting on your life now as a whole beyond just this season or the last three years, do you have a particularly memorable fork in the road? A school you didn't go to, a job you didn't pursue, anything that you chose not to do that was particularly impactful or maybe that you wish you had explored?
0: I don't think so. I think everything kind of happened and worked out for a reason. I feel like um, I got to go to the University of Kentucky. I, I didn't leave early. I didn't leave early, like Coach Cal asked me if I wanted to leave because I had enough credits and stuff to graduate high school early, uh, but I didn't leave because I wanted to be a McDonald's All-American, I wanted to go through that process, so I was able to do that, I wanted to graduate and go to prom with my with my homies, so that was cool, I got to do that, um, so I, I mean, only thing I would say is I didn't get to play in the tournament, I didn't get to play in the tournament, I was like really looking forward to doing that, and I ran all those 15s for Coach Cal, and Ran out there on the track and did all the stuff that you do go through uh, in college, and you know, I didn't get to play in the tournament. Which, you know, it kind of sucked, but the experience was, was great also.
1: To be fair, wasn't your choice. No, you I wasn't. That's true. Tournament. Um, okay, here's another one for you, Tyrese. What's the most regular thing about you?
0: I think I can give you two things that I say the most regular thing about me is one is I love my dog. I think that's a a very very Natural thing. Like I I really do love my dog. Like, um, I, I miss him right now. Like, it's 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 crazy that every time I get home, I just love to see his tail wagging and him being so happy and jumping jumping all over me. That that excites me. That and I will sit on my couch like on an off day when I don't like when I really have no nothing to do like on a blackout day. I will sit on my couch the entire day. Um, I think the snacks that I eat are a little bit different and not as normal. Like what? Like, uh. Granola stuff that the chef makes, like little yogurt parfaits, healthy yogurt parfaits, healthy smoothies. So I still, I still eating snacks on the couch, but like they're just a little bit, uh, a little bit different. But that's like probably the most normal thing I would do.
1: If you had to pick one, what's the most important relationship that you have in your life?
0: Uh, you know, the relationship that I have with God and the relationship that I have with my parents, and my family. It's like. It's second to none. Like, I can lean on my family for anything. I know I can pray to God to anything, but I can definitely lead, lean on my family for anything. They'll always be there for me, uh, no matter what the situation is. They'll always be supportive of me. And uh, I know I know they always have my back.
1: Understanding that you have that pride in both of those relationships. God, this one is a little bit tough. I'm thinking about how I'm going to ask it but if you prefer to just answer it for your family, that's fine. How do you nurture that relationship? How do you give back to that relationship so that, you know, your parents are getting what they need from Tyrese or that God is getting what he needs from Tyrese?
0: Um, from, from the Lord. I just, I mean, I I pray, I pray every day. And then I also try to find different ways to understand, you know, the Bible, understand, you know, the religion, uh, if if that's talking to my grandmother, if that's reading myself, that's looking up, uh, different things on, um, you know, the Internet nowadays because that's, like, one of the main sources of information. And then my family, um, you know, I just go out there. One thing I do is um, the name in front of my chest is, is the most important when you're out there playing. But at the end of the day, you know, the name on the back is important too. So I, I go out there and I try to put on for them as much as I possibly can every single every single time I step on the floor. And I feel like um, I'm a resemblance to them. So if I'm putting on, then I'm, I'm showing um, everybody what our family dynamic is all about.
1: We know that you're a great basketball player. What's something people don't know that you're great at?
0: I think I'm great at uh mimicking people. Like mimicking like how Like people, the
1: time you mimicked me doing yeah. an interview, I don't think it was that good of a mimic.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinions <laughs> but I think a lot of people say I'm good at mimicking people. Like if I like mimicking I don't know, Joel mimicking like Sometimes I turn off the game like when I wasn't playing Mm -hmm. and I'm not mimicking her. I was like trying to be like just like her, like be like Mrs. K. Scott or Mrs. K. Scott. So it's like, you know, I would do that when I when I wasn't playing. That's so cool. Yeah. And then I was on the road. So I would just like like turn mute her and then like be her and like try to like kind of even be in her voice or be in his voice. It's kind of cool.
1: Did anything surprise you about like how challenging that job is?
0: Yeah, I think because I like to talk. I really love to talk, but you really have to talk throughout the whole 48-minute game and you have to be enthusiastic. You have to be able to you have to be able to cuz they're team reporters. So, but they still have to be able to like how do I explain it? They still have to be kind of excited for the other team as well, if that makes sense. They have to Not put ex- you
1: guys in a positive light without betraying the integrity yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. the job and the game.
0: Exactly. So they have. A, I feel like they have a harder job than like the actual ESPN and the TNT and the ABC broadcasters because the ABC, you know, that they're just they're they're neutral. You know, they're just out there calling the game. But when you're when you're Sixer commentators or you're whatever the team is commentators, you're of course you're going for the Sixers because that's your job. But like you still have to be able to do both and that's pretty cool
1: well and they have to do it 82 times they don't just parachute in and tell one story about tyrese they have to have something new to say about you every night right Right. that's cool that you appreciate that i'm excited to play this for her um speaking of watching games what's the most memorable sporting event that you didn't play in not a game not a basketball game that you've been to as a spectator or watched on tv uh
0: this summer or last summer august i went to uh watch the first round of uh Serenas at the US Open that was that's my first time at a tennis match ever in my life and for the, it to be so inspirational that I come home and I start playing tennis and actually sitting on my couch at 2 a.m watching um like the finals like the final four women's and men's of tennis that's like second to none like I can't like that's like amazing like that It can change somebody's persona like that. Like, I have never watched a tennis match ever in my life. I watched one, go to hers, watch one first round of the U.S. Open, and now I'm watching tennis. I'm going to play tennis on off days with uh, Shake Milton, Tyler Lashbrook, Spencer Rivers. So it's like,
1: that's really cool. Last question. My timing is impeccable. You do this a lot. You've answered a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for me?
0: I have zero questions. No questions today. Um No, no questions for me today. Uh, My only question is, what time is it? Oh, love y'all. Gotta go. Bye. Thank
1: you, Tyrese. Always a pleasure to sit down with Tyrese Maxey. Get to know him a little bit better off the court. Uh, But on the court, Matt. It's almost become disrespectful to continue asking if Tyrese Maxey is going to continue getting better, whether or not he'll make the leap after a great rookie year, after a great sophomore season, coming back from injury this year, going to the bench, coming back. This is someone who has continued to rise to the occasion with every challenge that's been thrown at him over the three years that he's been a Sixer, and it's been nothing short of a privilege to watch.
2: Doing it all with a smile on his face most of the time, if not all of the time. I mean, this is a a 41% three-point shooter for his career so far, 51% this March. And if you want to get hot at a good time of the NBA season, right before the playoffs is a, a pretty good time to do that. And we've seen him, it feels like Tyrese Maxey has played like 10 years already in the NBA with the amount of things he's been through. You just kind of laid out the course of this season alone, but in past seasons, he has stepped up and proven to be a playoff performer. We just happened to be talking before another game against the Raptors, but in the playoffs against the Raptors, he went off in Philadelphia. The crowd already loves him, but in those moments when he's hes a great guard, but he's knocking down threes at a rate that not many people expected when he was coming out of college, and if he had done that in college, he wouldn't have fallen to where he fell in the draft, and he's making a ton of shots as a professional, and it, it is a, it's a privilege to watch. He is a great person to cover on and off the court, and uh, always has a smile on his face
1: everything happens for a reason and and Tyrese talked about it on his podcast so I'll shout out Maxie on the mic with iHeartRadio he talked about the fact that he thinks had he shot better in college or had he had the opportunity to play in a March Madness which of course is at its peak right now um, he feels that he might have gotten drafted sooner probably would have but that he's glad he didn't because he's so happy he ended up in Philadelphia. And I think everybody here can wholeheartedly agree with that thought.
2: It's kind of tough to even criticize the shooting from college because A, they already play way fewer games. Mm -hmm. B, there was a, a pandemic going on that affected things. C, it was Kentucky where there's a bunch of other prospects. So it's not like he had a ton of volume or multiple seasons of like a poor shooting record or something. It's just, it's still shocking to see how much better he's been. You mentioned,
1: you mentioned his great cumulative shooting stats this season. I wanted to quickly highlight one more. Shooting nearly 47% from three this season on the road, which is an extremely impressive feat from such a young player to show such poise in every building. Uh, we talked about it ahead of one of the Sixers' recent games. I had a one-on-one with Tyrese, and he said that he loves the sound of silence in the crowd <laughs> after he makes a three dark. on the road. Kind of dark, but also shows he's got a little bit of a killer instinct in him, and it's only growing he's only growing uh and and always just a pleasure nothing but a pleasure to hear from Tyrese well
2: that type of mentality certainly bodes well for playoff performances of the future for Tyrese Maxey and I wonder if the road shooting splits have anything to do with the white sweatsuit that he warms up with before away games the white sixer sweatshirt the white sixer sweatpants we've noticed has been his Road wardrobe this season
1: and navy on navy at home. So if it's not broke, don't And he fix says there's it. nothing to it. He says there's nothing to it. Something we do know, Tyrese is great at is is playoff performances. You think back to his rookie season when he wasn't even really in a consistent spot in the rotation throughout the regular season, stepping up and winning playoff games for his team as a rookie. Doing the same last season, availability sort of independent of of other players' availability. Tyrese has found a way to make his presence known and to step up big in big moments. We certainly hope that he'll do the same in the playoffs to come.
2: He mentioned on his podcast that that year, his rookie year, like midseason, there was the possibility of playing in the G League. I think if it was a normal season and games were happening in Delaware and things like that, that very well could have happened. And then in the playoffs, he, he won a game. Like Things happen fast in the NBA, and, and he's a perfect example of how you can respond To that and we we talked on the last episode with guys that went through the g league shake milton paul reed go back and listen to that one if you're jumping into this series with tyrese 76ers insiders
1: i hope you guys enjoyed hearing from tyrese i know we always do and we will talk to you next time here on the 76ers insiders podcast